Ramble. Cause it's a white people taco night. We're getting taco shells from the grocery store and ground beef from the grocery store and shredded cheese from the grocery store and Ortega sauce from the grocery store. I love white people taco night. Welcome to the tripod. We are the try guys. We're boys who try stuff. You know who we are. We have a big old YouTube channel. Uh, we also do this dope podcast where we talk about our crazy lives. We're here with everybody you love except one of us. We got Ned. We got Zach. We Hi. got Keith. We got Miles over there. Uh, Eugene's going to burst through the door any second. Eugene he will be late. here. Don't freak out. Don't <laughs> freak. He Look, he'll be here. He's going to be here. We have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. I bet he's coming in with some news. Mm -hmm. I know he was out late with drag queens last night. A common thing for him. (laughs) It explains why he's late. It does. It definitely explains why he's late. Yeah, but what are we talking about today, boys? First, I got to... Keith came out of the bathroom singing this White People Taco (laughs) song. White, White People Taco Night. I... I grew up with White People Taco Night, and I do not have as fond memories of it as you do. I hated it. Are what? you kidding? I hate. <laughs> yeah. What? Tell me. Okay. I'll, okay. As a as a proper debate, tell me why you guys like White People Taco Night because I think it's trash. Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> White People Tacos were the first tacos and only tacos I ever had until I was sixteen. Yes. You agreed. have to understand that. Yeah. That's I, the only I, taco. I did not understand what a taco truck was until I was well into my twenties. Yeah. So white people talking about it is awesome because it's ground beef. Little boys love ground beef. Um, it's shredded cheese. Little boys love shredded cheese. <laughs> and it's like it's really simple. And you as a child can help make it because you're basically just yeah. stirring meat. You're like taking shredded cheese out of a craft zip bag, and like maybe your parents trust you to cut some tomatoes and lettuce. But it's also fun because. You know, like you get to play with your food because you use your hands to grab the lettuce. Like it just feels fun. And it feels like there's a goddamn fiesta going on. And you see the commercials where all of the not white people are celebrating (laughs) Ortega's (laughs) (laughs) products. White people taco night. And the the, the flavoring for the beef is like this translucent orange powder that tastes Delicious. And White people taco night. On the product, it says like that you mix in water mm-hmm. and the sauce and, and the powder so that it makes like a thick sauce. Howard's Burger Fam is like, fuck that. We're just putting the packet straight into the ground beef <laughs> and it's straight up grease. It said drain the grease and add water. We're like, no. <laughs> you I want this to be delicious. And you got the soft tacos. You got the hard tacos yeah. that you can bake it in the oven a little bit and then they're just all crunchy. Or you uh, can microwave them yeah. <laughs> in a stack, and then you can peel them apart, and you can eat them. Like it a- really primes kids to love Taco Bell as a college student. Oh, I get that. I, you know, White People Taco Night is something that I never knew had a name. I never thought about it, but I'm realizing is a shared experience. It really is. Miles, did you have White People Taco Night? Uh, oh, yeah. I remember I wouldn't have it necessarily at my parents' house, but I would go over to like my friends' houses yeah. and there would be like a single bowl of guacamole <laughs> that's very adorable. A that's bowl an advanced of, white people yeah, taco. We yeah. didn't have guacamole until have we gua- were, not, not until we were much oh, older. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little adventurous yeah. for white people taco. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you'd have the romaine lettuce chopped very finely. Yes. Or the iceberg. Or the, or the iceberg. iceberg. The real <laughs> champions straight, use iceberg. Yeah, real white people use iceberg lettuce. <laughs> yeah. As in my white people taco night, I just 
just remember we weren't even advanced enough to do the microwave tortilla. It would be like an ice cold out of the fridge <laughs> no. tortilla, no. and then the hot well, beef. Uh, and you're just holding a cold thing and putting it in your mouth. I do love that White People Taco Night is a dedication to the worst ingredients that you can get. It's the worst type <laughs> of lettuce, the worst type of cheese, and the most unseasoned of beef. I mean, it is. It's great because parents are like, this is the cheapest dinner we've made in a month. And yeah. the kids are like, this is the best! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you don't call it White People Taco Night. You just call it Taco Night because you're already white people. Yeah, but. it makes the distinction. Calling a white people talking night makes it see, makes it apparent that oh, we're yeah. not trying to compare and contrast no. <laughs> real tacos. It's no. its own thing. It's an you inferior know. taco product. Maybe for we sure. can compare it to like casseroles. I used to eat like six or seven. Wow. Oh yeah, you were yeah, a growing you, boy. Yeah, I would. I ate a lot of food. The crunch. Up. Very cool the too. Is that so good? Very cool is that White People Taco Night is not just for white people. You saw that Chrissy Teigen was doing White People Taco Night. That's so, absolutely true. You know, it's, it's sweeping the nation. Uh, you know what else is sweeping the nation? Secrets. You guys left us reviews in the, app, in the iTunes store. We're going to read some of those secrets right here, right now on the air. Miles, his with a five-star review. Speaking of five-star meals like tacos, you guys left five-star reviews in our iTunes store and left secrets for us to read. Thank you so much for doing that. We really love you and appreciate you. Here is the first secret. Can I get a fake name for this secret? Violet Nails. Violet <laughs> Nails writes... Uh... This secret is called, I hope Zach isn't offended by this secret. Oh, oh shit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I am offended already. I, I love being offended, and I love being the subject of uh, hateful messages. Okay. I hear I hear noise. Do we think it's Eugene? I think Eugene is arriving. A wild Eugene? Well, if he doesn't go through the door right now, I will be offended. It could, we also have a lot of other employees, and they should show up at 9. True. That's true. Okay. <laughs> they should. Okay. All right, so, Miles. Give secret. me your worst. Okay, so first off, I love the podcast. It always makes me laugh, and I love to listen to it at work. Here's the controversial part. I always thought that Vin Diesel was dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> It was only until (laughs) I was only until I was listening to this week's episode and Zach was talking about him and Rock and ran a movie and the Rock and a movie together that I realized he was still alive. I'm not too sure why I thought he was dead, but I've literally thought this for years. Sorry, Zach. I know you love him. No, I uh, am seldom offended. You know, you could say, "How fucking dare you!" A blight (laughs) on this man's career. He's out here making hits for you, and you're gonna tell me that he is dead. You know what? I'm leaving you one star in return. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, no. Wow. One star as a, a person? I hope you're not offended. Violet. Actually, <laughs> I, find that, I find that secret very funny. I, I don't know why that tickles me so much. I got a second secret. Second secret. Second secret. This one's called Love and Secret Included. Can I get a name? Banana Jam Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> banana Jam, jam hyphen Paulson? No, Banana Jam is the first name. Oh. No hyphen. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Banana Jam Paulson. <laughs> no, it's no, Paulson's, banana jam. Paulson's the family name. Oh, okay. banana, banana Jam, jam is the Paulson. first name. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I'm following you since you started at BuzzFeed. My friends and I watch videos together, or we call each other and watch them at the same time. That's very cute. cute. I'm so happy you made a podcast. I didn't know about until this until you made it. So, for uh, my secret is when my older brother would have friends over to play video games, I would sneak into the basement and record them until I got something I could use against him. I would show him the video and say, what are you going to do for me to keep mom from seeing this? To this day, my family doesn't know I did this and my brother did what I wanted for six years. Whoa. Wow, just incredible blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Familial blackmail. I mean, the voice you read it in was pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, but the story backed it up. I mean, that's that's like what kind of stuff? Just like swearing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh crap. <laughs> and he's like, mom's gonna <laughs> hate this. I'm just imagining this very boring footage of like two guys <laughs> playing video games shot from afar. <laughs> like, what's what are you gonna get? I'm what, sure what it's dirt? swearing. I'm sure it's like I'm gonna yeah. kick your ass. Gonna oh, kick what, your dude, ass. you can't say ass. Oh, oh shit, oh, here he no. is. And he's there brought, he's, and the he's man. brought something extra. And, and he Festo. brought a dog. And he brought a dog. Festo. Hey, Festo. Gene, take a seat. Welcome. Jumped Whoa. at my face. Welcome to the tripod, Pesto. 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 Our host. My How you feeling, Pesto? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Eugene, we're talking about blackmail. Have you ever blackmailed a family member? Of course I have. Yeah, thank you. There, tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of which blackmail I've done. We had a mm. secret where someone was re- secretly recording her sibling uh, in the basement and then would wait for him to do something bad and then would use it against uh, to their mom to get him to do stuff for him. Well, I didn't do black... Well, I... I have to think more about blackmail, but I used to do things to torture my little sister. She had a closet that was at the foot of her bed, and sometimes I'd wait in there for over two hours. No. Wait, yeah, like fucking sit in her closet for her to get ready, go to sleep. <laughs> and then once it hit like 11 p.m., she was nice and tucked up in her bed. I fucking crawled out of her closet, oh, went under her covers, and started fucking scratching her feet screaming oh. and she would just fucking be terrified yeah, that is so much whoa. darker than i expect i thought you were just gonna pop out and scream you that's creeped horrifying. out and then I, I would leave with the the words i left needles in your bed yeah it was oh fucking God. dope whoa yeah how old were you you know like eight wow yeah that's intense man that's you intense. guys didn't do that to your siblings no uh, i remember i hid in my brother's car one time when i was like a young boy and he could drive and i just waited in his trunk right and he left and it was like a hatch it was like a, a station wagon so like you, the trunk mm-hmm. is inside the car under a blanket and he got on the road to go to his friend's house and he started rapping along to the song <laughs> <laughs> and then i just went ha and screamed and then he was just like ah what the fuck are you doing and listen then as a child you have more patience you're in it for the long con mm-hmm. yeah. you know what you just described miles is eugene's number one biggest fear in life is that there's going to be a that's murderous, not my number one that that's my number a, one uh, like number car fear that mm. there's going to be a murderous clown in your back seat well not a, a clown necessarily just a murderer yeah. oh so a clown is a separate fear <laughs> no clown really wasn't that much of an actual fear i just don't like clowns i'm not scared of them but don't you you check i actually your really seat. like pennywise yeah, I mean, we. He, yeah, he, I don't like. I don't like friendly clowns. You know the clown that beat you guys up during the um, uh-huh. signing video, yeah. the book signing video. I thought he was chill. Oh, okay. But the the nice, like, sweet clowns. Those are the ones that creep me out because they're like designed like for that. children, but they're adult men. It, it's like Ronald McDonald. He's like, there's something sinister there. Huh. You, you don't like adults that are catering towards children. No. What's <laughs> your opinion on kindergarten teachers? Fuck them. Oh, that's different. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, yeah, because they're right. still themselves, but if they were in a clown costume teaching kids, that I would see. freak me out. But wait, you check your back seat every time you get in the car, right? I'm not making that up? Yeah, no, I, I want to make sure there's no one sitting back there so they don't like stab me when, I, yeah. when I'm driving. Also, out. kindergarten teachers aren't actually being themselves. They're like pretending to be super excited about letters of the alphabet, and you know they're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't care about the letter J this week, but they have to pretend like J is Awesome. Do you not like Jay? Well, maybe they care about. It's not about the Jay. Teaching the children. <laughs> I That's get pretty true. excited about letters. That's true. We got these 
uh, foam letters that oh, we use for bath time. You can stick them to the wall and make shapes. They're foam? They're foam, so they, they're they like kind of the squishy. Wall. Well, if they're wet, yeah. Oh. yeah. Do you have the, the surface tension? The puzzle floorboards that the, with the letters that pop out that's Ooh, like a mat? Not yet, but we're thinking about getting them. Are the, you going to get one of those carpets that has little roads on oh, it? Oh, yeah. The little roads to the little town. And that fucking shit was dope. It was so we dope. already have one and it rules. Wow. Yes. I'll sometimes play with it even after he's wandered off. Yeah, of course. Because you can like ride a little car along the road. Yeah. What is the toy that you are most excited for? West to grow into so that you can just start playing with them again. Nerf. Oh, I would say, yeah, definitely all manner of like ball games, like, <laughs> you know, soccer, basketball, all those sort of like just general basic sports. Like once he can play catch, that'd be that'd be so fun. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing this weekend? And do you want to buy a big old Lego set and just fucking crush it? Here's the question, though. Do you enjoy building like a big, complicated model or do you enjoy like kind of free form in it. Yeah, I'm a free form oh, boy. That's a good question. Cause I truly enjoy both. Like there's there's a satisfaction to completing a giant model. Uh, but you know, some of those interior compartments of the X Wing, you're like, I would never know to put these pieces here. I'm just following instructions. But free form in it, you can really get creative. Mm. I I one time Freeform made what I thought was a, a better design for a car that would be more energy efficient. Yeah. It was basically just a, visionary. F- a fan Legos. boat car. Yeah, with oh. Legos. Wait, how old were you? I, I was young. I was like probably six. And then I put it in an envelope and I asked my mom if we could mail it to the White House, to President <laughs> Clinton, uh, because I thought that I could save the world. Oh, and you're like the most wow. liberal child. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then we, I had to discover liberal people. <laughs> you were sitting there making energy efficient cars. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was more about uh, the acclaim of being featured in Lego magazine. Oh. I got Lego magazine as a kid, and every month they would have a, a page of fan submissions of people's amazing creations and. I kept submitting to this thing. I remember the one that I was like, this is surely going to win was, what was it? a giant mothership. So it was like probably like three feet by two feet. And then it had like 12 little tiny ships that could like detach and launch off of it. Because I loved all that the was space custom? Legos. That was custom. That's dope. Pretty dope, right? Do you have a picture of that? That's dope. I probably can find one. I yeah. would love to see it. Yeah, it, it was cool. I'm noticing a real it division. It had the bridge. It had like the cargo area. Had an airlock where people could, you know, do like kind of space missions. You guys tell me, Eugene and Keith are looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on? You're telling me that that is not dope. That's imagination unlocked. It sounds mm-hmm. laborious. Oh, <laughs> what? I was I was too busy uh, torturing my little sister by hiding in her closet. Really? You know, Eugene, I think you would make a great sniper. Have you ever thought that? Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, like someone <laughs> who, who like with a gun? Yeah, a sniper. Uh, yes, with oh. a gun because of your fanatical devotion to oh uh, hiding and laying low. I yes. mean, sniper is one thing. To, like, be... I'd also be a great nature documentarian. A little sure. less let's, guns, a little more birds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's that. pretty yeah. much the same thing. <laughs> pretty much, pretty the, same much thing. the same thing. You you're would be sniping great... those beautiful you, you birds. You shoot them. You do with shoot the camera, them, and you're mm-hmm. sitting around That's hiding. Of course, you have a scope. You were good at hide and seek, right? Oh, it's fucking great yeah. hide-and-seek. No one ever found uh-huh. me. Yeah. But then there's something a little bit sad when you're so good at hide-and-seek because you're mm-hmm. always wondering, like, did, did, did everyone just did give everyone up? just stop playing? <laughs> and I'm just oh, my, oh, my, old, my, my older sister would say, hey, let's play hide-and-seek, and she would have us hide and then just go eat. 
somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because you tortured them. No, yeah, I tortured funny. my little sister. My older oh. sister tortured me. One time, order. as we were getting into an argument, she got a pot and started boiling water no. as we were fighting. No. And she no. was like, if you keep fighting with me, I'm going to throw this at you. <gasps> and she threw it at me. No, no. that's horrifying. That's I'm. Use. Yeah, that's why I'm so fucking hardcore, y'all. <laughs> Where did it hit you? Um, I closed my door fast enough so it hit my door, and there was a door, a, a hole, like it burned. There was a hole, like, uh, like dent in the door. My parents had to fix. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Hey. So Zach, I don't have the mothership, but I just searched for Legos in my photo album, and those oh, see yeah. all. You can see all of the twelve little uh passenger oh, ships and they're all a little different they'll have their own pilots with their own personalities i'm into this and that's me posing on the front lawn wow we would have hung out as a kid yeah speaking of kids and snacks keith made a promise on the podcast that's right that today he's going to fulfill that's right uh keith uh you promised that you would do a chip taste test yeah Live on the podcast. Here on the tripod, we stick to our promises. I don't Mm -hmm. see any blue tortilla chips. What you look like you've replaced it with a rice rice cracker. All right. So let me so I got (laughs) the office. These are Uh clearly you can clearly tell these apart. Well, I'm gonna close Mm -hmm. my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a is that a tortilla chip, a potato chip, and a rice cracker? And no, it's, it's a, a tortilla chip, mm-hmm. a tortilla chip, a pita chip, and a rice cake. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's correct. I got everything that was a chip. There's a yellow corn port, uh, tortilla chip, and there's a white corn tortilla uh-huh. chip. There's no blue corn because we didn't have any in the office. Miles, you had a full week to produce I know. this. What, I what know. is your position, your job uh, title? Podcast producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, I should have. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it. this will be a nice ASMR moment. Yeah, and actually, if Keith's <laughs> blindfolded, it'll help the audience because they won't know what the chip is either. I think uh, you could yeah. probably hear the difference with the rice cake. Oh, the, well, the rice cake, I think we're going to know it's rice cake. <laughs> right, but so the, I bet it, I bet it sounds his, different. He, yeah, Keith just put a blindfold on. Okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> Zach, grab, grab the bowl for him. Put the glasses over the blindfold. Hilarious. Just to make sure everyone knows. Okay, pick pick whatever you want me to try first, and I'll try it. Well, no, you can't touch it, so you, oh. Zach, you need to feed it to him. I, yeah, you have to feed it. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> All right, Zach is feeding Keith a chip. Tortilla? What okay, kind of tortilla? He's cheating. He like didn't even chew it. He just was he rubbing, massaged it massaged? with his tongue. <laughs> I was tasting it. No, no, no. no. You, you, were, texture. you were letting it go on a little journey around your mouth so that you could feel you the gotta, edges. Is that against I, the rules? I, yeah, I, I want that, you to crunch it. I think you need how the, that not. How's that against the rules? Was it a white tortilla chip or was it a, uh, a yellow tortilla chip? Um, I would love to try the other tortilla chip as well. Okay. I bet then, you would, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, you, you do you have some ginger for me you, to cleanse my mouth? <laughs> you um, you licked it so much with your tongue up top that it we you you didn't gross. give us the the crunch, the savory ASMR crunch. We just want to hear that. Okay, we're gonna do it again. Snap. This is it a was small- a little stale. If I'm being honest, that's probably why you didn't get the crunch you wanted. This is a smaller piece. I want just the crunch. None of that. None of that tongue in it bullshit. I think that one was yellow and the first one was white. They were the same chip. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not fair. Trick. Yeah, so now no, Zach is going to give you one right after the other, and they're going to be the different ones. Okay, all right. It has fine. to be fair. It has to be fair. <laughs> it has to be, be fair. fair. <laughs> okay, this is a different one, Keith. All right. I can see his tongue wanting to. That's a different chip than the first chip for sure. Yeah. Mm, I still think that the first one was a white corn chip, and this one is a yellow. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Right. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. I told you it's easy to tell them apart. It I don't know why easy. you guys thought it was so weird to but not be able to tell But see if you can figure out the rice cake. Yeah, I just want to hear it. All right, so we're going to feed no keep before we do this. So this is option one. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is option one. Okay. One of them's a rice cake. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. The potato is, chip. He <laughs> <laughs> has a, a right. full yeah. rice cake sitting <laughs> on the edge well, of his mouth. No, he has full option one. Oh, so I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay, really, yeah. really bite it. <laughs> could be anything. It could be it anything. Hmm. <laughs> okay, that's what option one tastes like. Okay, so there's option one. Now option two. <laughs> mm. I'm not gonna let him swallow. I'm just gonna keep shoving chips in his mouth. All right, so mm, that's, that's, option, that's option two. I'm a Pringle. Mm. And that's option three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And ladies and gentlemen, the amazing chip reader. Give him a round of applause. A master chip polier. Yeah. Mmm, that's fine. What our podcast has become. <laughs> yes. <laughs> become us force feeding cheese oh, no, chips. Food all over the floor. <laughs> oh no, who did that? Oh no. The rice cake. I I'm you know what? I'm I'm often one to shame rice cakes, but this one is pretty okay. I think rice hey. cakes get a bad rap. I'm I'm all I'm on board. They also um I, I buy them, they have little furikake on top. Mm. Okay, oh, mm. ice cake all over the floor. Eugene, don't let Pesto eat the rice cake. Uh, my dog's coming for your rice cake. Do Pesto, don't eat the rice cake. Can dogs mm -hmm. eat rice cake? <laughs> I don't know, but he come here, Pesto. I think if they eat rice, they'll explode. No, that's birds. Oh. We'll pick up the rice cake. <laughs> I've never heard that dogs would explode from rice, but if that is a thing, we should warn the people. What if you made a rice cake out of popcorn kernels and then baked it and then you have a popcorn cake? Is that hey, the same thing? That sounds fun. Is that how they make rice cakes? How well, yeah, it so it's puffy? like it's puffed rice that's glued together somehow. <sighs> With Elmer's. So what about popcorn rice cake? I think it's That'd a be great a corn idea. Cake. Corn cake. Well, they have cornbread. They mm -hmm. have corn hotcakes, but this that's all cornmeal. Totally different. Yeah, I like this idea. Popcorn patty. They have popcorn balls. That's true. I have corn <laughs> balls. <laughs> hey. Yeah, baby. Hey, well, quick. You see him. Did you have white people taco night? Because oh, you're yeah. not white people. No, we didn't do that. Well, yeah. what did you do taco night growing no. up? No. You didn't do taco night? No. No. Not even like, you know, from the grocery Dude, store. It's not a part of his culture. <laughs> it's part of something we do. No, it's true. Like for us, we had like my mom attempting to do American food instead of Korean food for dinner. So she'll be like, oh, I tried to do burgers tonight. Oh, yeah. Korean people burger night. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for us, it was really our my cultural food is my normal food. Yeah, Which is yeah. why I say things like I don't think kimchi smells because I grew no. up with kimchi. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like kimchi. Thank you. I love kimchi. But I, I definitely used to be afraid of it, but it wasn't, it was entirely because it was just, I didn't have it. And I know you like it because you like them pickles. You like pickles. I love vinegar. Mm -hmm. I love vinegar. And I love Chinese vinegar. It is my new favorite sauce. Mm. I've heard you talking about it and uh, we still haven't been able to figure out what makes it unique. You don't know, right? I don't. It's, I, it's a very, it's a black vinegar that's very delicious. And typically you have it with dumplings. Um, but I, whenever I go to a Chinese restaurant, like I'll put it on my noodles, I'll put it on like kind of everything because I just love the taste of Chinese vinegar. You just love Chinese food. I do. I love real Chinese food. I eat it all the time. Oh, I went to a Chinese restaurant in San Francisco the other oh, a while ago, and they didn't have. They had cold noodles in the window. You know what they didn't have? Cold noodles, and that was the whole reason I went to the, to the restaurant. I was, he was real grumpy. I was the entire devastated. Meal. He was a saucy little boy well, because the the food was good. 
Mm. But it had the potential to be great. It sounds like that place had a rumor of cold noodles, which brings us to our next segment. Segway! Reddit rumors. Oh, I, sure. I went on to Reddit and I found uh, several salacious rumors that people have been saying. People say stuff on Reddit all the time. That's not true. I found a couple things that are debatably true. Eugene, um, hit us with the Reddit rumors theme song. Fuck this place is crazy. We all lie, but we pretend that we're normal. It's Reddit. Whoa. Whoa. Shots fired. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just saying. Wow. That's like true. And, uh, there are some bad people on there. Well, I think there's some wonderful things on Reddit. There's a I think there's also some crazy things on Reddit. You got to curate. Well, you know, uh, the reason we're doing this is because I saw some people who were tweeting and posting some some screenshots. There was essentially one that was saying like, I was a server in Vegas where Keith's bachelor party was <gasps> and they were dropping like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that means they <laughs> must be rich and that means they must be like crazy. Which to that I say, that entire video was provided by what? Vegas. BuzzFeed paid for it in the sense that BuzzFeed basically Helped give them a bunch of free BuzzFeed advertising. Didn't pay for anything. That right, was that's what I mean. Literally, like they, Vegas providing the exchange for your of party. yeah, yeah. But it, they they provided for free in exchange for a video that highlighted a lot in of cool features. Video, yeah, it was a trade. It was a sick, dope ass trade. So we are <laughs> liars, but we're not rich people. <laughs> rich people wasting their money. Yeah. So we did this video a while ago. It was my bachelor party. It was a real bachelor party. And we went to Vegas, so we lived it up. We went to a, we stayed in this cool villa. We what did we call it? It was the hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollar bachelor party. So it had a big number in the title. That's and we surprised you with dope shit. Like we got a private jet yeah. uh, that flew us to Vegas. All of your buddies that you mm -hmm. grew up with. Uh, to, okay, yeah, give us some of the other yeah details. we. We, I learned how to strip tease from the thunder down unders. I learned I got lots of fried chicken. Had lots of fried chicken almost everywhere I went. We had this delicious meal. We went to cool clubs. We went to a pool party where they had cutouts of my head, which <laughs> you know I love. We went to this club. And, oh, it, it may be one of the top memories of my life. <laughs> the club had these screens everywhere, and they had a program screens. where they could make it rain your name. And if you know me, you know no, I love my name. And it was raining Keith all around me on the walls. And I, in my mind, I was like, this has never been done before. I am the most special man alive. Well, actually, to your credit, it, it had not been done before because it couldn't make it rain names. It could make it rain custom messages. And so Ned goes up to him and, and, and he's like, hey, I want you to write his name. And they're like, okay, so what do you want? Like, congratulations, Keith. Congrats on your marriage, Keith. And, they're like, and he's like, no, just Keith. And they were baffled by that. They're like, what are you talking about? No, we need to do like a message. And you're like, no, just the name Keith over. And I think there was like a minimum character limit. So we actually had to write Keith, Keith, Keith. <laughs> and so it was just raining that repeatedly. Uh, it was a dream. I, uh, it was the, a dream. But the climax of this video is we did, was it $100,000 bottle service? I think it's actually two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the majority, like, kind of like the entirety yeah. of that 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 price tag we put on the video was <laughs> only for that table at yeah. the Bellagio with the button that plays the the custom song so for a, the fountain. A giant bottle of champagne. Yeah. that's like a Jeroboam or mm. one of those weird names, but it's bigger than Zach. It's yeah, it's it's me in, as as a bottle. Probably can serve a hundred drinks, maybe more. Uh, and you sit at the the most premier table that actually isn't even in the club. It is suspended over the fountains and you get a big red button that you can press it 
and you can pick any song you want for the fountains. We later found out it's any song you want out of a choice of about 20. Yeah. <laughs> it seems ex- like a ripoff and for it excludes, $4 million. excludes the Christmas songs yeah, Keith, if it's not Christmas time. Keith wanted, oh. Sa- Keith wanted Santa Baby in the middle of summer. <laughs> Santa Baby is so funny. In July. In July. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Christmas in July. Come on, that's a thing people like, right? They that's would a funny not thing. do it. Apparently, it's been only purchased... But the the, <laughs> the Reddit rumor was we um, are super wealthy and paid for it ourselves, and we're not. No, no. And, I mean, and was it part of this rumor that we were not tipping well? No, that we were just like rich assholes, like the way people think about, I guess, some young YouTubers who are just throwing money around. It mm. was it was clearly yeah. just someone who was witnessing us having that table. Sometimes what because you it's an do. expensive table, but right. without the context of it being gifted to I us mean, for I the video. I doubt that a person was even a server there. People just like to lie. Yeah. So is this rumor <laughs> true or false? The rumor is... <laughs> <laughs> Totally false. Yeah, yeah false. we wouldn't. We wouldn't do not have that. Type Almost of everything mm. in that video was uh, gifted to us in exchange for publicity. So yeah. it was yeah. uh, cool thing about making videos is you can sometimes do a PR exchange where you contact someone's PR team. They say, "Hey, we want to get publicity about our new product or our new experience, and we'll let you try it out." And you know, and we're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, we're gonna yeah. do a dope bachelor party. You, awesome!" But you can't necessarily always do the real thing, right? Like. They they uh they don't let us actually open the giant bottle of champagne because I would like waste the product. They don't oh, yeah. they don't let us spend the night in the villa. Only hang out for the afternoon. They oh yeah, we need like <laughs> ten double root like sweets. So they like hooked yeah. it up. Yeah, they, they hooked they it up sure, great. They yeah. for sure hooked us up great. Yeah, if we were acting fun, it's because it, it was a bachelor party. We were having, yeah, we were having a great time. It was time. literally having Keith's bachelor time. party. It was yeah, the best know. to the point that, like, I don't know what the point of having or going to another bachelor party is because it was so, yeah, like, it, was, it was the most bachelor party on every possible level. Uh, yeah. Anything else would be a disappointment. I feel like I need, like, if I want to have a bachelor party, I just need to, like, I don't know, like, play board games and, like, go to a water park or something. I need to do, like, the exact opposite. No, I know what your bachelor party is going to be. Uh, yeah, you're gonna go to a, like a cool tea factory, and they're gonna <laughs> let you create your own cornfell blend of tea. Oh, That's pretty wow. good. And you should gonna... take you to the Cat Island in Japan. I would love Whoa. that. Yeah. Oh my god, it's oh, just actually, an island full of cats. Eugene did pitch actually a really good bachelor. He's like the perfect party for you, yeah. and it was either a birthday or a bachelor party. Do you remember Eugene? No, refresh my memory. It's basically the plot of the movie Game Night. Where oh, you yeah. are going to create a custom movie scavenger hunt yes. that we all go on. And it's like <laughs> one hilarious. crazy night and we got yeah. till sunrise to save the world. But all the clues are based on my favorite movies. That sounds perfect. It's yeah. real. For yeah. our next rumor, <clears throat> to move us right along, somebody on Reddit in the R Applying to College thread said, curious as to how Ned Falmer got into Yale. Like, we know he went to Yale for chem and stuff, so he's probably hella smart, but I just wonder, what were his stats, ECs, etc.? And then somebody commented, I went to high school with Ned. We're top 10 in the nation on Washington Post for most challenging high schools. Everybody is either an IB and also takes AP courses or just takes AP courses. Sports suck, but we have lots of big clubs and whatnot. He was also a science major and was probably involved in science fairs or something more. I didn't know you went to one of the top high schools in the nation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, I had great academics, a lot of IB program, AP classes. I mean, I, I took... 
pretty much all AP and IB classes. Now, Ned, I heard that you had a fake lacrosse career and a fake rowing career and that you put that on your uh, resume. No, Zach, <laughs> that is a rumor. Uh, I was on the uh, lacrosse team. Uh, I, uh, our, you know, I played soccer, lacrosse. I was in the robotics club. I was president of the drama club. Um, was a national merit scholar. I was an Intel semifinalist at science fair. <laughs> Did you ever hit, get hit in the face with a lacrosse ball? Oh, that looks like it hurts. Uh, no, I definitely caught a body shot. They are very, like, very. I can't dense. believe they that hurt. people whip those things around. Those things fucking hurt. Yeah, and you can whip it faster with a long stick. Yeah, it's a whip. They don't play much lacrosse in Florida, but my school started a club sophomore year, and I just kind of got involved, and it was like, oh, this is super fun. I played a little bit of lacrosse when I worked at that camp in Maine because yeah. all the wealthy uh, Jewish kids played lacrosse. And I, I I was like, I will never understand this game. And then I like started playing. I'm like, oh, this is super fun. Can it confirm is, wealthy Jewish kids love lacrosse. It's yeah. really fun to play. And I was it's like, so I want to play. I wish I had played around, this. Yeah. It's contact. But I mean, I my advice to anyone that wants to go to an Ivy League school is to study hard, take lots of challenging courses, mm-hmm. you know, and do as well as you can in school and study. Try and, you know, work on your standardized tests. Like, you have to have good grades and standardized tests. But then uh, that's kind of what everyone knows. Like, in addition to that, you have to demonstrate things that you're passionate about and, like, pursue mm-hmm. activities really be deeply. And be a leader. The rumor is that this guy went to high school with Ned. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that guy is like, is all true, except for when he said sports suck. Our soccer team was very good. Our football team was very bad. Yeah, that sounds like Americans' uh, values, though. Like, if the yeah. football team's bad, the whole school sports suck, especially <laughs> yeah. in the South. Truth be told, that's, that's kind of all the time we have for now. No, wow. even one about well, me. Well, shout out to Stanton College Prep. <laughs> Thanks for getting yeah. my back in the comments section. This was a fun rumor section, guys. <laughs> I just fun. got to talk about how awesome I am at high school. Cool. What's next? And reminisce about a sick bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ned's life is great. Wow. Uh, so when we're recording this now, uh, Keith, this is beforehand, uh, before everything goes down with the show. Yeah. But uh, if you guys stay tuned, uh, we're going to kick it to the future where uh, Keith is going to be discussing uh, Bring the Funny. Yeah. So we're actually recording this before the finale of Bring the Funny, but you're hearing this right after it, the day after the show oh, ends. So you know, you know what happens. You know what happens. I no. currently don't, but in a few seconds, I'll know. So just stick around for just a well, few more let's, seconds. Let's live in this uncertainty Ooh. for a second, Keith. You, you before the finale, what would winning the show mean to you? I've been uh, doing comedy music all my life. Like I wrote my first comedy songs in high school. I, I would stand in my room and watch Wayne Brady make up songs on Whose Line Is It Anyway. It was like clearly the most, the best thing I could do. My first album was Weird Al. I've just always loved comedy music. So if I could win this, it was sort of like put a stamp on my band as one of the few successful comedy music groups ever, which like, cause like you think about standups, there's millions of famous standups, millions of famous sketch artists, but how many famous comedy musicians can you actually list out? There's very few cause it's a hard market to, to win at. So if we could win this competition, I mean, even if we don't like we've already gotten to perform on NBC five times, that's crazy. I never thought I would be able to perform five times on that show. So uh, it would be great if we could win. I also think uh, Alex and Huey work really hard. They're talented dudes. I like when other people can get some spotlight as well. It's a very sweet answer. And you know what? Now hearing that, I do hope you win. 
Thanks, man. Uh, if you. you don't win, though, it'll be a little sadder. Uh, in yeah. about five seconds. Yeah. If you don't win, what do you what do what do you take most away from the experience? If you don't win, uh, it was very cool to work on a network reality show to sort of see the ins and outs of it because we are an unscripted production company. So it was I took it a lot as a learning experience, like trying to observe how they were doing their taping, how they thought about their talent wrangling, uh, basically just how the show ran itself because it, I want to produce shows like that uh, eventually too. So. And now, a very special flash forward to the future. Did Keith win the big award on NBC's <laughs> Bring the Funny in three... <laughs> Two, Two, one. one. We lost. Well, we didn't win. I, I, I wouldn't say we lost. I think that loss implies that you didn't have like an amazing experience. And I think we did have an amazing experience, but we did not win the $250,000 nor the just for laughs guaranteed spot. But I think um, out of all the shows we did that everyone likes us enough. And we've already actually started booking some touring dates. So I oh, don't think great. that Just for Laughs is out of the picture for us quite yet. Ooh. Yeah. So talk about the, you know, you did the final performance and then you had a bit, when you filmed the results, what yeah. was that like waiting on there? Oh my gosh. The results, first of all, every day of a reality show is 90% waiting, 10% filming, and 9% of what you're filming it seems to be contradictory to what someone else thinks you're filming on the staff. Just because there's so many departments. There's a story team, mm. there's the stage team, there's the other, like there's two branches of story team and story is like interviews or like things that are behind the scenes that are like they're filmed. So they're not really behind the scenes, but they're mm. meant to fill that part of the storytelling of a reality show. So it's like Lou Berger has been together for five years and that kind of stuff, you right. know, the, the decorative uh, elements. So, so much of it is like being rushed to a place where that team's actually not ready for you and standing for 30 minutes while they get ready for you. And then you start with them and then another, another team needs you back. But they're like, I'm not done with them. Like, well, would they need to be on stage right now? And the stage <laughs> crew has priority over story team. <laughs> so it was just so much wrestling back and forth. But the day that was the results was the most, you know, we were called at 11 and the episode didn't start filming until 6 so we just had actually seven hours of pretty much nothing but waiting around doing some little behind the scenes story beats. And then uh, we got uh, walked down into the theater and then we you know, found out and they took the top two voted people up and then they chose the one winner and that was it. Mm. So it, when, as soon as they brought the top two voted people up, you knew that you had yes, one. Yes. Got it. So uh, we were the five acts were seated in the front row. They brought the two top up. We were not one of those two. And then mm. they were like, okay, well. Well, that, that was it. You know, we had a, a great run and we had a ton of our, our, our fans vote for us and uh, it, we didn't go down without a fight. Yeah. Know? But absolutely. we we were really uh, happy with the experience. We went on the show with the goal of doing two songs, you know, and also being like, okay, if we only did one. So we got to do four and the last one was a song that we wrote for the competition. So for us, it was a great exercise in like writing something and then learning it. The first time we ever performed it, was on TV. That's it had, amazing. It had no rehearsal of like an audience feedback. Like mm -hmm. we entirely engineered it and wrote the most epic, funny, weird thing we could and then presented our concept to the show and they were able to totally blow it out of the water. They really said, what's your pie in the sky idea? And I, I wrote down stuff that I didn't think they would do. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I 
it's like, oh, I want everything to like flip around and there's a band there and there's yeah. like, uh, there's like a drum set and then like, oh, you turn around, there's like lights or, and I, I, there were some other extra things that I asked for, I guess they didn't do, but what they did was better than probably what I had come up with. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. I, we have a ridiculous video of, of the type of performing we could do. And I think our four, our four acts show very different things like between the first two you could see how we can just play comedy clubs and in mm-hmm. the last two you could see how we could do like broadway theatrical review shows so right felt good about it now uh what's next for Luberg? you mentioned some touring dates but you guys are obviously going full force you have the momentum of this thing yeah, yeah. um we have a album that's going to be coming out we're going to release one track a time for the next several weeks following mm-hmm. the completion of the show which is now um, because we wrote and recorded all these songs for the show, we also wrote songs that didn't make it to the show mm. just because we had to write a variety of things. So we have about eight new tracks coming out this fall into winter, and we're going to be writing some more, and then we're doing some touring in the East Coast area and then some in the sort of Midwest, but we're trying to lock down more dates. So if you uh, have a nice comedy club in your town and you think they should bring out Lou Burger, you should... Uh, let them know to reach out to us and try to bring us out because we're already landing some dates and it's very exciting. We actually booked a whole weekend uh, in Rhode Island. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't remember which weekend it is. You can look to my socials <laughs> to figure out when we're like announcing all these. We're trying to figure out how to strategically announce all the touring dates. Um, uh, but we're trying to do mostly weekends because we got a lot of Try Guys work here to do. So mm. trying to make sure that we're spending enough time making video content and touring and giving Lou Burger its uh, opportunity because it certainly has a lot of momentum right now. Mm-hmm. And would you say like maybe you could give one or two of your favorite moments being on the show? Mm-hmm. You know, it's this very stressful experience, but it's like a lot of highs and lows. You know, you're going the, through it. The best part about the show was that Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> is incredible. He is just like such a cool professional. Even the night after, so last night, so for us, it just happened last night. Um, after the show, he came up uh he just like got out of, he we were sitting on the street talking and he walked out of nowhere like he just <laughs> appeared like a ghost and he just came by and just chatted and he just stood there and chatted with us for like 10 minutes telling yeah. us how uh how highly he thought of us how he could tell that we were a group that had attention to detail that we were like really were focused and uh he was just very impressed with what we did and he was excited that the show exists to give more than stand-up an opportunity for visibility because mm-hmm. everybody has seen stand-up. Stand-up has a ton of visibility, but there's so many other types of comedy that don't get that. But he just was so genuinely nice, and he hung mm-hmm. out, and we met his wife. Uh, he <laughs> met my wife. It was lovely. And then after he talked with Temis to us, he went over to Chris and Paul and talked to like Temis to them. Like He was actually there. Oh, wow. And I think after every taping, uh, or at least the last three tapings of episodes we were in, he came out and chatted and just had real advice and was incredibly complimentary mm. he even showed me on his phone a picture like he's still writing stand-up and he had like a picture of him <laughs> with a bunch of pads of paper he had written on a bunch of things that were printed out a cell phone with a notes app up and a laptop with <laughs> things written and he was also writing stuff currently and his like my wife took a picture of this when i didn't know i was like this is just the side of comedy nobody sees and he said he felt that Luberger had a similar attention to detail which we do i mean we do so much harmonic structure building and then Mm -hmm. spending time in the studio to like build out the tracks to sound like totally amazing and beautiful musically and then like tracking vocals and then listening back and then going into retracking vocals because i'm i'm very nitpicky on like i love syllables to align in music Mm -hmm. i hate when they're even like a hair off yeah sometimes in like rock music that makes sense and it's like that's part of it but 
for this, I always want us to be like as tight as possible just because it feels so perfect. Mm-hmm. And I just love for the music to be perfect on a song that's like about a, a roasted dick or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It has to be super tight. It, yeah. It just part of the comedy of Lou Berger is that the songs are funny and silly and relatable and stupid, but the music is taken so seriously. Like the lyrics sometimes, like we do have a song entirely called Sausage is a Roasted Dick. It's a totally stupid song, but in the middle, it's just an acapella, like three-part harmony moment. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, why is it so beautiful? It's so funny that this stupid song has been taken so is being taken so seriously musically. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the comedy. And I think Chrissy Teigen in her last performance said like, it was so good. It almost wasn't jokey. And I, which she, and it was funny because the showrunner came, and so they, I think what she was trying to say is just like, it was so good, it was hard to tell it was comedy, right? For because sure. it was actually a rock concert that yeah. was real, and I'm like I love that, and like Tenacious D is like it's a real rock concert. Oh yeah, it just is also funny, right? Absolutely. And then the other other great moments were just everyone working on the show is working very hard, and mm-hmm. it's cool to see, um, you know, be a part of a an NBC production and a reality show like that you know making big unscripted shows is a goal of our company uh because it's a way for us to to build up i mean the try guys is an unscripted show it's not a game show but like i I personally want to host and make game shows so being in that universe allowed me to make some real connections and uh and also just see how it works and see how the flow and see who does what on stage and also realize how many people it takes to do a show like that, yeah. uh, it just helps you think in that world a little more. And now I've met like, you know, producers and showrunners and uh, unscripted comedy writers that now I know and they know me and they mm-hmm. we like each other. So hopefully that will enable us to make more cool things as this company as well. And I think what I'd really love for Lou Berger is to create a comedy special because we've been wanting to figure out what our special would be. And I want to, we've been looking more like Almost like a musical sketch review. Oh, yeah. So taking the really the last two performances we did and bring the funny and approaching all of our music like that. So it'd be, you know, just eight mini musicals with mm-hmm. slight a slight storyline that connects them. And that is our comedy special. Basically a review of comedy musicals because yeah. that that is something we can uniquely do. And I think if you're doing comedy you have to find how you approach the space that you're approaching. Like even stand-ups, they're different. Mm-hmm. Like the two stand-ups who made it to the end, Takara and Ali, Takara is like very bombastic, moves around the stage everywhere. Ali sits on a chair and leans on a stool. <laughs> like there's just different ways to approach it. And like comedy music can be a stand-up person with a guitar or it can be people spinning a couch and throwing popcorn and like singing in harmony and running. Like yeah. it can be different and we can do that different thing and nobody ever has. Mm-hmm. So we should really claim that space. Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, well, if you had one more thing, maybe to just say uh, something to look out for for Luberger before we throw it back to the Ooh, podcast. Look out for Luberger. Um, just check my YouTube channel and our Twitter and stuff. We're going to be pumping out a lot more like live performance videos and all the tracks that I spoke of. There's a song about roller skates that I love that was a potential for our finale <laughs> performance on Bring the Funny. It's a song about not knowing how to roller skate, but it's performed on roller skates. <laughs> uh, it's really high energy and very lonely island. And then there's a Christmas song we're working on that is so funny. Uh, and when we record it, you can look out for that this December or November. You know, it's a good Christmas song. We've actually been doing Christmas songs like every year. Yeah, I've seen them a it's lot. It's just yeah. funny to do a Christmas song. And and we have a really good one this year. So I won't spoil it for you, but it's very funny. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to throw it right on back to the end of the tripod. Take it away, Keith.
Wow, and wow. we are back from the future. Wow, back oh, to the past. Back to the past, my favorite unproduced sequel. Uh, that was great. You know, when you're waiting to hear news of the future, you could use some advice. And when we like to have advice, we like to go to the man with advice, the youngest, the least experienced, the guy with questionable taste. His name is Miles B. And this is advice that will go for Miles with... Miles Bonsignore. Hey there, Miles Nation. <laughs> Howdy. Kind of Western, yeah. Do you want to have a panic attack at 9 a.m. on a Thursday? <laughs> okay. Do you want to be zen enough to meditate through the winter? Oh, you always Wait, is this a bear? Thing? They're opposites. Don't drink cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looking right at Eugene. I have been a coffee uh, drinker for many a year. I used to be a barista. Yeah. I used to sling espresso for several years. I was a, I served espressos, cappuccinos, macchiatos. And I've come to find that cold brew is just a panic attack in a glass. <laughs> cold brew has like four times the amount of caffeine that a normal cup of coffee has. Generally, don't quote me on that. If you're a professional, true. don't no, email true. in. A it's a lot of caffeine. If you're a professional, please email correctly <laughs> to Miles. <laughs> I will correct myself on the pod. So cold brew has so much more caffeine and it's iced too, which uh, iced coffee uh, breaks down slower in your body. So the caffeine stays longer. And so you, if you don't have any food in your stomach and you're taking cold brew, you are gearing up for an anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> Staring down Eugene as you say this. <laughs> no, no, that, that seems like good advice. Instead, you can <laughs> also have... sounds like a personal anecdote. <laughs> he's, he's holding it's, cold brew. No, this is iced coffee. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I get it. I get cold brew all the time, and I have like three sips, and I'm like, that was too much. I shouldn't have bought this. <laughs> and it's like nine dollars. This is a short iced americano, Ooh. which oh, is a taste good. It tastes great. I hate americanos. I like there, it. I said it. Wow. Keith! Wow. I just want normal coffee. You're bad. I want normal coffee. Americano is what? When you just dump a ton of water in your espresso? Yes. yes. It's kind of like white people European coffee. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes. But so an iced Americano, a short iced Americano is really just like an iced espresso. So if it's good at a coffee shop, then it's really good. If it's a bad coffee shop, it's really bad because bad espresso is disgusting. Or terrible. Yeah. That's bad. probably why I hate Americanos because most of the time it's bad. they're bad espresso. So yeah. it's just like really bad water coffee. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, but I love cold best. brews. Yeah, I know me too. Them. And same, I, I for so many years I drank cold brew, but I just think it's not worth it for me anymore. Too intense. Too I definitely intense. find that if I have too much caffeine, mm -hmm. I do get jumpy. Yeah, big time. I don't know about full blown panic attack, but I was driving with our producer Nick back from when you guys were recording your audiobook. Yeah, and I had to pull over. Oh wow! Because my vision went blurry. Oh my god! My heart started racing. Oh my god! Because oh. I had had a full cold brew, no food in my brew. stomach from like a new coffee shop that Nick had gotten us from, and I like had to pull over and take a deep breath because it was just too much. Was that the cold brew? Or did you need to go to the hospital? I didn't need to go to the hospital. I ended up being okay. I think it was just a cold brew because that never happened again. And actually, the time when it almost happened, I had just had a bunch of cold brew. Wow! Mm. So, Maybe you're time. like allergic to cold brew or something. <gasps> Could be. <laughs> no, I think it's just too much caffeine. I've definitely had times where I've had too much caffeine and like I kind of start to freak out. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't focus on yeah. things. Like I'm too 
stimulated. Yeah, yerba mate does that to me, which I love yerba mate, but mm. I know now that I can only have about half a can because if I crush that whole can, like my my hands get jittery and like yeah, my eyeballs start going back and forth really fast. And it's this weird, my least favorite feeling in the, in the world is when your brain is like fucking jacked up, but like your face is still tired because caffeine doesn't wake up everything. It just yeah. stimulates mm-hmm. and it's, it's a weird uh, inner war going on. I would really love to kick my caffeine habit in general, but I just like the taste of coffee too much. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and of course, yeah. kicking it will give me some headaches. Yeah, I mean, I, ever since tour, I've still, I'm still weaning myself back to a reasonable amount of coffee. Mm-hmm. How much coffee were you having on tour? <laughs> oh, I wasn't having a lot of coffee. Four. I was just having like four, five to, five, four to five yeah. servings of caffeine a day. Yeah. Ooh, and wow. I before tour, I was having two. Yeah. Mm. I would chug a whole... Same. Five hour energy right before we went on stage, yeah, yep. and then drink two yerba mates through the show. Oh my god! Whoa, yeah. really? But Wait, also really? remember, I, Wait, I'm, I notoriously, I, I go to sleep like late, and I woke up every day at like seven a.m. I can't sleep oh, right. very in, so I was wired the entire tour because I mean I was getting three hours of sleep every night, so I had mm-hmm. to stay awake. So I was crazy, mm-hmm. but I mean I have, a, I had a huge dance number. I had to be like awake. Yeah, I couldn't just like, right. you know. Fuck off. I had to fucking dance. Yeah, the rest um, of us could fuck off. I was <laughs> <laughs> I needed fuck. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would say maybe my heart really hurt after that tour. I, and yeah. I found that like the adrenaline would also kick in to help give me energy so that I, you know, wouldn't fuck off. It'd be like caffeine mixed with adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Then by the end of twenty shows, your adrenaline reserves are just kind of depleted. Mm-hmm. Like like didn't you say that you were lightheaded at one point during think the so. show? Yeah. Uh, cause we finish our opening number and then you sprint towards the audience, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. I always get lightheaded when yeah, I play I a French one because it's the very end of the show, and then yeah. I start using my lungs to their fullest like capacity, and okay. I would always almost black out. Caffeine's the That's drug. The no caffeine's idea. the drug we've all accepted in society is okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's literally we were well, literally it's, drugged up. Because it's the caffeine. The it's the drug that makes you do stuff. Right. It, it increases productivity. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the drug of choice for the corporate world. And cocaine's too dangerous. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if cocaine wasn't so dangerous, we would, that would, I, I mean, think... It, it was the original caffeine. Coca-Cola yeah. was like, yeah, this, this yep. is great. This right. gives people a stimulation that makes them excited. And then people are like, oh, shit, this is a... Real bad. It was bad, <laughs> bad yeah, in large boy. doses. Think of sure. all the things that we will have uh, wrong from today. Like... In the next 50 years, someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, avocado toast, terrible for you. <laughs> you think that's going to be the one? I don't know. I just imagine. <laughs> don't you tell me to quit my avocado toast. I'm just saying there's going to be like a million things. are going to be like, oh, remember? I that? was you having like was seven good? servings of avocado toast a day. So what if, if I told you that you had to quit coffee tomorrow? Because this happened to me. I had to uh, quit coffee. I was mm-hmm. told this by a doctor. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. What would you do? There's other ways to get caffeine. I would, I would probably have a big tea binge like you i would just yeah. become a tea drinker but if you told me i had to quit caffeine in general well that yeah oh, i would take, i hard. would go to like uh like a detox retreat i would oh, yeah. like go to a spa we should getaway. do it for a video we should yeah. like hard oh, push wow. us back to like we'll maybe do like three days of only Old one turkey. serving and then the rest of the week no serving like don't go fully cold turkey give us one little bit i think gabby hannah uh who's a good friend of ours did it she quit coffee cold turkey and like the video is just her breaking down <laughs> crying yeah which cause... in all fairness is most of her videos we love you gabby right. <laughs> <laughs> <It is. laughs> but uh i i'm i think that's a great video i don't know though i would have to go to a retreat like you said yeah. i couldn't be expected to come back into work and do things I mean, the thing is i got headaches throughout the day already wow. so i mean True. 
might I be better off after a week of going cold turkey? We'll take care of your bodies, y'all, anyways. You know what? <laughs> you know what? If you're, if you're thinking you want something fun and exciting, why not try White People Taco Night? <laughs> it is delicious. It is fun. It brings the family together. And if... Uh, if you remember those commercials, I think it gives you the power to lift children up in the air. Was and this toss what them. y'all talked about before I got here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Much now I have context. I was so confused about white people yeah. taco night. Is that really a thing? White people I, taco night. We don't call it white people taco night. It's just called taco night, but it's a it's it's the white people version of taco night. They think it yeah. rules. I think it sucks. I needed your backup here. You weren't there. When you're not here, we just talk about white people culture. It's tough. <laughs> it's <laughs> cool. all we know. It's all most people know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've learned that a lot of white families have what they call like cultural nights. That's what this is. Yeah. Like taco <laughs> night or they're yeah. like, oh, we're cooking like this tonight. It, it's you like a do thing know for white what people. white people yeah. taco night is. <laughs> yeah. But then I always was fascinated by what is white people food. Well, that's a whole conversation. Isn't Eugene. it usually like a, like chicken with spinach and then like a dessert? That doesn't sound wrong. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to The Tripod. We are The Try Guys. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave us a five-star review, and you might get your secret featured. We're going to be in Australia. We're going to be in Singapore. We're going to be in Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver. Come check us out and get our new back-to-school line at tryguys.com. Wow, so much stuff. What well, exciting. It, wow. Wow. What a world. What a life. This has been The Tripod. Keith, hit us with the official Tripod theme song. It's white people taco night. <laughs> yeah, it's white people taco night. Tripod. Until next time, stay beautiful. Pesto, take us out. <laughs> uh.